when I divorce calling from any aspect of my life, it's almost like oxygen to a fire. I'm inviting something unhealthy into that space. I'm acting like the sacred has vacated a part of my life. And when I do that, I'm giving a foothold to the enemy. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Chasing Elephants podcast. My name is Brent Crow, and as always, I'm joined by Jeff Wallace. If life is a journey, we want to help you journey well. If life is a story, we want to help you tell a good one. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, man, if you've gone on the journey this long, boy, we're here at the final conversation, what we're calling part four of our conversation through Genesis 22. Looking at this idea, looking at this theme of possible, thus far, uh, Jeff, what we've done is we really took part of the first kind of kind of first conversation and just kind of framed the narrative of what was happening. Absolutely. Looked at the first five verses of Genesis 22 and the fact that Abraham was being tested and what that meant mm-hmm. and the fact that it, there was so much imagery connected with this event and the foreshadowing of of the coming of Jesus. And then in part two, we looked at, okay, what is it, what happens when God provides? What Mm -hmm. does that look like? What's Mm -hmm. that experience like? Mm -hmm. And how does that inform our emotions and our mind and our entire being about trusting God? And then then in part three, we really dissected this idea of trust. Yep. Uh, you know, it's, it's so much fun. It's so easy and fun to say, man, with God, all things are possible. But then the, the central idea of Genesis 22 is this, is trust. I right. mean, the whole test was about trust. Um, and today we're going to look at the future. Yeah. And that's what the, the, you know, we got right up to that point where uh, the voice of, from heaven declared, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't lay a hand on him. Right. And there was a ram caught in the thicket and the ram was the sacrifice a substitute for, for uh, and so Isaac wouldn't be sacrificed. We know all along God was never going to sacrifice Isaac. Right. And so that takes us, all of those events, mm-hmm. and what we've discussed therein takes us up to Genesis 22. And I want to close this out as far as the verses we'll discuss, yep. 15 through 19. Let's do it. So this is the second statement from heaven. The uh-huh. first one was, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the second one, is this. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, this is the Lord's declaration, because you, you have done this thing and not withheld your, your only son. I will indeed bless you and make your offspring as numerous of, as the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore. And your offspring will possess the city gates of their enemies and all the nations, this is my favorite line, mm-hmm. all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my command. And Abraham went back to his young men and they got up and they went together to Beersheba and Abraham settled in Beersheba. Now, uh, here's what, here, first reaction to this, man, Jeff, is man. there's nothing new yeah, yeah, yeah. in this. God is not offering a new covenant. Right. God is not offering a new instructions. Right. God is putting an exclamation point. He is. On what he's already promised. Yep. He's affirming his own promises and commitment. And, and so that shows us in the end, this test mm-hmm. was about Abraham trusting God. Yeah. And if you trust God, 
the future history of your life yep. and generations to come mm-hmm. is something you can't even imagine. In fact, it's as numerous as the stars in the sky. Oh, you can count the stars in yeah. the sky? Or the sand on the seashore? Well, you can't count the sand on the seashore. Yeah. And so it's a, it's, it really is an amazing thing. Uh, you live long enough, mm-hmm. Jeff, and you and I both know this. I'm not saying we're old. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter, by the way, how old we get because we're just that cool. But yeah, absolutely, um, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a no brainer. Why, why not even say that? Don't ever say the oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I apologize. Uh, but you live a little bit, and you start to realize that there's these moments along the way where God just affirms to you, "Yep, I'm keeping my word." Absolutely, and that's what Abraham's experiencing here in verse 15 uh, through 19. What's your first reaction as we as we look at three? Man, I mean, there's so much. I mean, just the the blessing and and we'll get in this more, you know, in a few moments, but just the um the benefits of being obedient. I think that's the first thing that comes to my mind is that there is tremendous benefits and blessings to being obedient when, you know, we make a choice to follow and obey God. I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, I mean, we we can try to over-spiritualize it. We can try to be real cool and catchy. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. there is a blessing to being obedient That's to right. God. And that the blessing isn't just um, a, a right now only. It's mm-hmm. not a, just a today blessing, but there is a generational blessing that comes. So it's an, extend, it's an extended right. blessing. And I think, man, this, I, I don't know, guys uh, that are listening right now, man, but for me, when I hear this text, it's a great reminder, mm-hmm. but it also gets me excited, man. Yeah. And so so I love this idea that it's possible. This is session yeah. four. It is possible at the end of the day, Brent, to tell a redemption love kind yeah. of story when Jesus is the hero of your story. That's right. That's right. Well, what we want to do this week is, is you know, we've let the, obviously our approach is always to look at the scriptures through the the lens of the good news of Jesus mm-hmm. but then also okay let's let's apply this stuff right what's the i love your phrase what's the real world walk away mm-hmm. and you know the truth is that if you don't apply it it's uh, you know it wasn't worth much if you did, if you can't apply it like a theology <laughs> that can't be applied yeah it's just it just feels like it's 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 uh it's just kind of foam on the yeah. beach, to quote Dr. J. You know, yeah, it just, yeah. there's not a lot to it. Yeah. But good theology should, should lead to good uh, action and decisions and application. And mm-hmm. So let's apply this yeah, text to, to our it. lives. So we're going to extract uh, from this text from 15 through 19 of Genesis mm. 22. Because, um, you know, God say, the voice of heaven, excuse me, is saying, here's what your future story is going to look like. Right. So that redemption love kind of story, what are those, what are those characteristics? And, and the first one we've noted is that there is a, there is a heavenly calling, obviously. Yeah. Uh, a heavenly and a holy calling. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about calling for a few minutes. Sure. Because, Jeff, in this word, calling, yeah. is oftentimes misconstrued, yep. tossed around. Um, you know, it's oftentimes talked about as, as something singular. Yeah. It's more exclusive. Exclusive to yeah. this or that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really plural. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so let's, let's dive into the idea of a, of a heavenly and a holy yeah. calling. Well, it takes me back to Jeremiah 1 and 4. You know, that before that we were formed, what we know that as the Lord told Jeremiah, but he's also saying us that he knew us and that before we were born, we were set apart. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that there was a 
heavenly calling, right. I think, for our lives that is not Brent. Because I think the miss is when we hear that word calling, we think ministry vocation exclusively. Yeah. And and I think that that is a, a great misconception, not that that isn't a calling you and I, we both have been in full time ministry. Right. And uh, but you can be called as a doctor or a right. lawyer or, you know, um, a politician or whatnot to do yeah. something where you're representing God in every aspect of your life. Your life is telling a certain type of story. Right. And uh, and so I think this idea of understanding that a redemption love type of story is what Abraham wanted. He wanted yeah. to tell a particular story with his life. Right. And and. And when we know that the the uh, redemption love kind of story starts with the heavenly and holy calling, we see that back in the beginning of Genesis 22, when the Lord called for yeah. Abraham and his response was, here am I. Yeah. You know, and uh, and, and so so understanding that this this idea of, of calling is that the Lord has some he's uniquely designed something for us. The real question is, are we willing to be obedient and yield to that? That's right. Because this story of Genesis 22 is is about that. I mean, there's a couple of things that are that's overarching things that we see in every one of these sessions that we've walked through in these episodes is this is obedience and trusting. Right. And when we're obedient to God and we trust God, then we know that God, yeah. um, God will use our lives to yeah. tell a different type of story. Yeah. You know, this. The uh, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not, again, I, sometimes I feel like I'll have to qualify a lot. I, I don't know if you do, but the, the, the idea of, well, I'm about to say something, I'm not trying to throw shade on right, anybody. Right, I right. feel like I do that a lot. Yeah. But it, when there is a, a, a kind of a misnomer or, or something's misunderstood, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you really do feel like you got to qualify it. Yeah. No, not throwing shame or shade on anybody. Yeah. But a lot of times in youth ministry, there's this emphasis on, well, let's give a calling to ministry. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do this invitation, and if you want to be called to ministry, this is for you. And I'm not saying all that's bad, Jeff, yeah. but but what about the kid that's called to be a veterinarian yeah, or go into the armed forces yeah. and serve our military or uh, be an artist or mm-hmm. be a scientist or, architect. or dec- yeah, teacher, educator, whatever. Yeah. There's anything in the STEM subjects and right. disciplines. Uh, the, uh, there's, there's this unintended thing that mm-hmm. is said oh well hey this is a really special calling all right. that other stuff we don't need an invitation for that that's yeah, just yeah. normal right this is a special calling mm-hmm. and i i don't know if i quite buy that yeah i mean if i'm wrong i'll you know i'll, I'll be willing to apologize but i i think that i think that the only promise that i have as a preacher of the gospel of jesus christ whose vocation is ministry, mm-hmm. is that if I mess up, I get twice the consequence and twice the punishment. Right. I don't see that my calling is mm-hmm. more special. Right. That, I mean, right now my wife is at home mm-hmm. and we homeschool our kids, yep. which is basically trying to keep all the puppies in the box most days. I mean, it's mass <laughs> yeah. chaos. Yeah. Um, but so she's homeschooling six kids right now and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here recording this conversation with you. Yeah. And I would argue, Jeff, that what I'm doing is not more important than what she's doing. I would agree. And with if that. I were standing on a stage preaching, I'd say the same thing. Yep. And so we kind of like I, 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 my perspective is I believe all callings exist on a level playing field. I agree with that. that's a good point. And 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 we, you know, but then at the same time, calling is not 
just your vocation, whether right. that be uh, being a mom or, or being a teacher or being a preacher, whatever right. it is, but you, you, you were called to, and this is an idea that came out of the Protestant Reformation, but we're called to family. We're called to citizenship or yep. contributor of culture. We are called to a vocation mm-hmm. and then we're called to be part of our church. Yep. And, and, you know, so your, your whole life, my whole life should be saturated with call. There's nothing in my life that should be divorced from calling. hundred percent. And that's why that the, the reformers gave that fourfold paradigm yeah. of family, church, citizenship, mm-hmm. and vocation is because, yeah. you know, all of life can fit under those four categories, yeah. the activities of life. And so um, there is this idea that helps you spread the peanut butter across yeah. the bread. You know, yeah. that, that, the, the, the unintended consequence of keeping mm-hmm. calling singular mm-hmm. is that it can lead to a high level of anxiety if I get it yeah. wrong because it's just this thing, yeah, this one thing. And it's not. It's not filling in one blank. Yep. Calling is a paradigm of categories yep. under which I live my life so that I understand there's nothing in my life that is divorced from a holy calling. Paul, I think, meant this. When he was writing to Timothy and said, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us. Yeah. Us. Uses. Yeah. And called us. Yeah. With a holy calling, mm-hmm. not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. That's it. The B part of that text is that right there. Read that one more time. I'm sorry. Read it one more time. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Who has called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according, I think this is what you're talking yeah. about, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. There it is. It is this idea, Brent, that uh, it is a total surrender. That You know, when we talk about our, uh, our redemption love, kind of story is a story that begins with our desire to mm-hmm. and, a, and and willingness to totally surrender ourselves yeah. to God and to say, you know, and recognize that God, whatever it is that you want to do in and through me, use me according to your will and your way. Right. And, and I think that's, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, the, the mom who is homeschooling six kids is just as as valuable to God and the kingdom as the dad who stands on stage and preaches to thousands of yeah. students, you know, out one every weekend. And and so so understanding that it is possible that even if you're not in full time vocational ministry, that the Lord wants you to still use your life to tell right. a redemption love kind of story. Yeah. He wants you to still use your life to be an ambassador and a representative of him. Now, on, on a little side note, okay. Jeff, because I, I know that what I'm about to say is something you and I both care deeply about. Mm-hmm. One of the un- other unintended consequences of seeing calling is singular is that everything, in el- everything else in my life is a prop to get me to that calling. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is, um, well, I, church isn't my calling. No, church is so that I can help realize my calling. No, that's foolish. You're called just as much to your vocation as you are to the Church of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. and if and if if you just have this singular view of calling, well, I'm going to be this artist, or this scientist, or this doctors, lawyers, teachers, preacher, whatever. You know, if you that's what it. If it's just that. Hmm. Church becomes optional. Mm. And when church becomes optional, 
to our student, to, to, to our future children or whoever, may, may, then it becomes just a side hustle. Yeah. And when church is a side hustle, you've missed the purpose of church all along, all, you know, what, what it's all about anyway. Absolutely. So I, I think we got, we got an issue with church being, church is essential. It is. It is. There is, there, the, you, this is not, you and I, we, need, we were created to need the body of Christ. Yeah, fellowship is essential. Yeah. That, that fellowship in the body of Christ is so essential. And so I think it is important that we understand. And then also, Brent, when I am, when I'm a part of a body of believers, I'm a part of the body of Christ. What is the proverb say? It's like iron sharpening iron, you know? And so I get an opportunity mm -hmm. to, to walk alongside my brothers and sisters, have community yeah. with my brothers and sisters. We push each other to be the best version of ourselves. And so I think that it is important. I love the idea of looking at, you know, um, uh, calling as not the singular because mm -hmm. I do think we do I mean let's be honest I mean we do get caught up especially in church culture mm -hmm. of looking at calling from a singular lens mm -hmm. and and then what happens is there's so many not just students but also adults there are some of you maybe listen to us now that you felt excluded when, right. when you hear the word calling you know you you like oh that's the worship leader Sunday school teacher, Christian ed director, yeah. preschool teacher, you know, there's these lists of calling, quote unquote, categories that we have um, identified in church, which we are saying those are callings as well. Mm -hmm. But the, the, but, you know, I think about, you know, my kids now, you know, and one's an electrical engineer and two, my oldest two got their degrees in mass communication, one in broadcasting. So my oldest son is working at our church at home, you know, in our media department. Mm -hmm. My middle son is in a management training program at Comcast. Mm -hmm. And then my baby boy is in electrical engineer. Uh, he's uh, studying to be electrical engineer at University of, of Florida. And we were talking about earlier how he's wanting to study abroad in yeah. Ireland or someplace. And so, so for, for me, I'm, all of those I see as a form of calling mm -hmm. based on them living their lives as citizens of heaven. Yeah. You know, understand that's the starting point of it and that your life should be a reflection mm -hmm. of, of, of your connection with God. But that also is, is cultivated when you're amongst the body right. of believers having fellowship with other people. And I've seen in my, my, in my own children's life when they don't have that mm -hmm. connection, that it impacts their life. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of of your story yeah this your story begins with understanding that no matter where you are who you are there is a heavenly and holy yeah. ca holy calling that the lord has for you one final unintended consequence my third one mm -hmm. my last one oh, you're good. You're good. I'll, good. I'll get off my rabbit trail. no you're good you're good is that if 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 calling is is not spread out across the entirety of your life mm -hmm. And everything else is a prop for the one thing that is your calling. Yeah. If that's the case, then I don't have a sacred commitment to everything in my life. Mm. In other words, you know, if my calling is to be this, then you know what? I don't see God at the center of some of my relationships. Yeah. Let me just tell you something. If your calling is this, is to be a vocation, you just see it maybe through a vocational lens. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not careful, you can neglect your family. Very true. Or you can neglect your own personal holiness. Mm. Wow. Wow, or that's you could, interesting. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's interesting. In other yeah. words, when I, when I divorce calling from any aspect of my life, I am, mm. 
I'm giving margin to the enemy. Mm. Wow. I'm opening, it's almost like oxygen to a fire. I'm inviting something unhealthy into that space. Good. That's because 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 I'm causing the sacred, or I'm at least acting like the sacred has vacated mm. a, a, a part of my life. And when I do that, I'm giving a foothold to something else. Wow. That's, that's an unhealthy. interesting perspective. Now that's a little bit no, that's a very philosophical, interesting. but I I just that's why I'm very. so big on this. I just think if you don't see the entirety of life saturated with calling, you open yourself up to sin. Mm. And it's uh, anyway. So if you want to tell a story, yeah, let me get yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's good. That's uh, good. If you don't, if you want to tell a redemption love kind of story, I, I really do believe it. It begins with this heavenly, yeah. And as Paul said, holy, holy calling. calling. I love that. What's the second one? Number two, man. I believe is so important. We see this here in the text is that uh, you know, uh, a redemption love kind of story is a story that's characterized by obedience that leads to opportunity. Mm-hmm. So what do we see that? was declared to Abraham in his story <laughs> that because of his obedience, here's what the, here's the opportunity that it led to. First and foremost, Bible says that, you know, um, he was blessed mm-hmm. Abraham, right? Cause he was willing to, you know, not withhold the son. He says, you know, he was blessed, but then it didn't start there. It led to the opportunity because he was blessed that his offspring were blessed mm-hmm. and not just a little bit, but they were blessed numerous, you know, right. um, as the Bible says, the stars in the sky, And the sands of the seashore. So there is, so there is this first blessing between Abraham, then from Abraham to his offspring. But then it didn't even stop there. It says, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offsprings because you've obeyed my command. So here's what we see the progression, Brent, is that because of Abraham's one man's commitment to being obedient to God because of one man's commitment to telling a redemption love kind of story with his life. So many people benefited from that. So many people yeah. that were connected to Abraham were blessed, you know, and, uh, and I think that's such a, a beautiful imagery and reminder that when the way we live our lives will provide an opportunity for us to be a blessing, not only for us to be blessed, but to be a blessing to other people. And that, you know, we always hear people say that your gifts will make room for you. Right. And, uh, and so, but the truth of the matter is your obedience, your obedience to the Lord is what will make will lead to opportunities Mm -hmm. for, for others to not only be blessed by you, but see the blessing in and through you. And, uh, and so I think that's, I love that part of just a great reminder that, man, Abraham, dude, listen, he was like, because I'm not going to hold on, I'm going to lead and I'm going to live a life that's open handed. Right. You know, I'm going to live a life where even if it is something that is near and dear, I'm not going to hold back on God Mm -hmm. because I don't want God to hold back on me. And so God's like, hey, you know what? The Lord's like, hey, because you're willing to sacrifice Abraham, this, excuse me, Isaac, excuse me, Isaac, that this one son everybody <laughs> that's connected mm-hmm. to you will be blessed. It, it, it was a, 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 um, this, this multiplying of blessings mm-hmm. that came. And so I think I love that, that point of that. It's, it's characterized by obedience that leads to opportunity. And it yeah. makes me think, you know, as I, you know, I'm always doing self-reflection, Brent, as I'm reading uh, God's word and, and I'm asking myself, you know what, Lord, or I'm making a statement. I want to live a life. Mm-hmm. Where not only my kids are blessed, but my kids, kids and everyone who comes. I want to I want my life to be a reflection 
of what it means to be a citizen of heaven. I want my life to be a reflection of what it means to say, hey, I'm not going to hold anything back from God because God, Brent, didn't hold anything back from us when he gave his son Jesus to die on the cross. So I love that part of like, man, no, it's characterized by obedience. And obedience leads to opportunity. And that's not, I mean, that's not a, again, that's not a health and wealth. No. We said that in an earlier episode. This is not health and wealth, but yeah. it's a very biblical principle that if God can trust you with a little, he'll trust you with more. Right. Jesus said as much in Luke sixteen ten. you know, he said, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, they, I had, I t- turned this around on myself. Um, I tried to do my own self-reflection this way. Uh, I want to take inventory. Has God trusted me with more? Mm. And if he hasn't, that might be an indicator that I haven't been faithful with the little that he's trusted me. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a big statement. I mean, you're right. And, and I think that is, I mean, that is so true that man, okay. As I'm looking around and I'm thinking to myself, oh, wow, God, look at all the things you're doing in my life. What is that? Basically what you're saying is that is an indication that the Lord can trust me with yeah. it, you know, but if there is, if there is some dryness in my life yeah. and, uh, or I'm void of, you know, the presence of God, mm-hmm. is it that the Lord, I've not exemplified or proven that I'm willing to sacrifice my Isaac. Yeah. You know, if I've not shown that to God, how can God give me what I asked for mm. when I've not given him what he's asked for? That's the David principle. He had to yeah. fight the lion. And I mean, you know, the, I mean, the, uh, 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 the lion and the and the and the was it the lion? I said tiger. I want to say tiger. tiger the bear. It's a lion. In my head. You know how you get something stuck in your head. You yeah, know, there's yeah. no way out of this. Yeah, it's yeah. stuck in my head. Yeah. But he, before he could face the giant, giant. he had to that face Phyllis the lions beast. and the tigers yeah. and the bears before yeah. he could face the giant. But the the this to me, not to be preachy, but to me, a sad life is to get to the end of that life. And to go, well, gosh, God never trusted me with anything. Man. Yeah. I mean, that's, at that point, you got to go, well, I wasted it. Yeah. You know, so there is this idea that you should be, and this is, you know, if you're a student out there, this is graduation service for Abraham. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is, he's going to have some other challenges he's got to work through. But this is the test. Yep. That I mean, there's no, uh, all the other tests don't have a declaration attached yeah. to it. This is the test where God goes, okay, you've passed. Yep. I'm now going to, you've graduated. Yep. Let me affirm what's about to happen to yeah, you. Yeah, this is the moment when the tassel gets turned on the other side, yeah. you know. And uh, and I think about just as my own personal testimony, you know, as I sit back and uh, many of you have heard my story, you know that I've, I've come from a place of doing a student ministry and executive pastor for 25 years in my church and then coming and joining the team here. And, and there's many times in my own life, Brent, I'm sitting like, God, you know, thank you for loving me enough and trusting me enough. I mean, think of all the things that I get to do here at SLU, the things that, you know, I've been entrusted with here mm-hmm. at, at, you know, at SLU. And, uh, and so I'm like, man, so you go from being faithful yeah. here at my church for 20 plus years and how the Lord has blessed me accordingly since my time there. And so the motivating factor for me, it's a little bit of a, not a rapture, but a little bit of 
is the motivating factor for me is like, God, I want to be a good steward of my life because mm-hmm. I've seen your hand in my life. I've seen the blessing. And mm-hmm. it's not like we're, we've talked about before. It's not about tangible stuff mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm super excited that, you know, I am that, you know, I, I'm getting to do all things. But but just the opportunities that he's given me mm-hmm. to be able to interact with so many people around the world mm-hmm. through, you know, what we do here at, at yeah. SLU. It 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 propels me to want to continue mm-hmm. to tell a redemption love kind of story with my life. Yeah. You know, I want to continue to be obedient to God's yeah. word. I want to con- because I've seen the blessings mm-hmm. of the Lord and I've seen the hand of God in my life through being obedient yeah. to his word. And so I, when I that point for me, yeah. it re- really is a personal obedience leads to opportunity. But how do you how do you not mischaracterize what opportunities is? Because mm. oppor- bigger and better is not bigger and better. Right. You know, and so how do you keep that in check? Well, that's why. The third mm-hmm. takeaway from our text is yeah. that if you want to tell this kind of story with your life, then the focus has to be on God's wants for, for God's, God's world. world. Mm-hmm. So in other words, my opportunities have to, the, the opportunities that I should pursue, the opportunities that I know are from the Lord yep. are going to align with God's heart, mm-hmm. God's desire for God's creation. Yeah, man. And if it doesn't align with God's desires for God's creation, yep then it's not the right opportunity. Yeah. It's not the one God wants. So mm-hmm. you keep yourself in check by, because you know what? I mean, Jeff, you, you and I could go serve, we could serve in a large ministry mm-hmm. or we could go serve somewhere no one would ever hear, you know, yeah. uh, you're just out here in this remote area. So, and one's not better than the other. 100%. It's the opportunity that is, tailored to how God has uniquely created you yep. is going to line up with what God wants to accomplish in your life according to what he wants to accomplish for his creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how we keep ourselves in check. Yeah, okay, is, uh, am, I, am I chasing bigger and better or mm-hmm. am I chasing God's wants for God's world? Yeah, golly, man, that's so good. And, and there's so much there. And I think when you do that, whether it's a bigger stage or or not, there's still that peace that's within you because I'm right where God wants me to be. Mm-hmm. I am I'm who I am because I'm I'm trying to be the best version of myself, yeah. right? And I think that that will also cause us, Brent, not to look to the left and the right, and it'll kill the spirit of comparison right. because we live in a culture that is very caught up in comparison, you know, because we live right, what we live in a world of right now, we live in a world that's all about clicks and likes, mm-hmm. you know, it's about what's trending, who's popular, what's popping right now. And we, we will find ourselves comparing you know, oh, well, I see this person doing that. Well, I'm only doing this. You mm-hmm. know, I'm serving at this church or in this role. Why can't I do that? No. When we understand that we want what God wants for mm-hmm. his world mm-hmm. and we want to be a part of that story. Yeah. And this is the the role and the the lane that we need to stay in, the, the role we play in the lane. We stay in and you are you have that peace. Man, can I just tell you? You're you're right where God wants you to be. That's right. And you're in that perfect will of God. Mm-hmm. And it's causing you to max. You're going to maximize the best being the best version of yourself. I think that's so important that we don't think that um, going back to number two, leading to number three, 
it's not about bigger and flashier, Mm-mm. you know, um, it's about being in the will of God. You know, I'm struck by this more and more as we, as we and maybe it's because we're trying to always combat the desire to, oh, be bigger and better and do mm-hmm. and it. But it's, it's, I'm struck by this. There are, there are very few stages in scripture. There's some. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, Pentecostal is an obvious stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus teaching, you yeah. know, in, in, in different places throughout his earthly ministry, the Mount of Beatitudes, yeah. obviously was a stage, mm-hmm. um, you know. But so much of the events in, in, in Scripture that God smiled upon, and more importantly, individuals' faithfulness that yeah. he smiled upon, happened in the grind of life where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. It was Paul getting beat half senseless, and they thought they had killed him in Lystra. Yeah. And then him living, or God miraculously helping him to survive, or, and then, you know, kind of getting his wounds healed a little mm-hmm. bit, and then go, you know what? Let's go back. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the stuff that God goes, okay, you know what? You're getting Timothy out of this. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's from Lystra. Yeah. And he's going to leave. When you die one day, He's going to advance the cause of Christ and lead the church after your death. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's Man. that kind of stuff that God's yeah. going, hey, you, you think you need that. Like, I right. think some of us need to realize, I know I need this. You think you need that stage. Mm-hmm. But I could call you off that stage to one person down the street and have a bigger impact. Yeah. Which God does in scripture. Yeah. And yeah, I, so will. that's why we always got to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. God's wants for God's world. Man, that's 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 so good. And I think when we do that, Brent, at that moment, then going back to what we we shared, even at the end of session two, it's at that moment that you're living your best life. Yeah, that's right. There that's, you go. And, 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 and it is possible, ladies and gentlemen, it is it is possible to tell a redemption love kind of story with your life. It yeah. is it's possible not to just read the story of Abraham. But make a decision. Hey, I want to. I want to live that story. God, I want to be completely obedient to you. Yeah, and I'm going to let go of all my idols, and I'm going to let go of all the things in my flesh. I don't want to walk by the flesh. I want to walk by the spirit. And I want what you want for your world. You know, think about this, Jeff. It's easy to see yourself as part of the story when you realize, and I realize when we realize. Excuse me, I shouldn't say you. I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, but no. Realize. Like, I'm literally sitting here and I'm blessed because of Abraham's faithfulness. Yeah. You'll be a blessing to part of the world. No, the whole world. The whole world. And, and, and I'm, I'm a recipient of that blessing. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, don't, I, don't, I want to be that blessing for somebody else. Yeah. I want somebody to look back and go, man, my life, I'm blessed because yep. he was faithful. Yeah. First and foremost, I want that to be true of my own kids. Yeah. I want my kids to grow up and go, man, I know how to follow Jesus. I know how to yeah. live a life of excellence. I know how to, I hope my, my two sons grow up and go, man, I know how to be a man of God yeah. because my dad was a man of God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want, I, we, this is, this isn't just some theoretical idea. This yeah. isn't fluff. This redemption love kind of story is something that God calls us unto. Mm. And uh, it's a beautiful thing because it's the only way in which a human being can understand this statement with God all All things things are are possible possible. Mm. wow 
Well, brother, let me just tell you, this has been a fun. It has, yeah. It's been a fun series. Yeah. Oh, likewise, brother. Uh, And I hope, ladies and gentlemen, you've enjoyed uh, these last four episodes as we've walked through this idea and this theme of what is possible and how we can um, uh, create a future by rediscovering the past. And and uh, and we have looked over the last four weeks through very deeply by the way we've deep dived uh in genesis 22 and looked at this story and this story i hope um is a story that you can connect with and and that you will know that through god as we shared all things are possible well guys that is our time and uh we're so grateful for uh each and every last one of you as always we want you to please make sure that you rate leave a comment share and also uh follow us at SLU Lead, at SLU Lead. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. That's very, very important. And like. And like. And, and, rate, and, and uh, all those little bells, singing the butterflies, whatever you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got to do. But thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. Until next time, take care. Time.